Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. Together, and um, what we're going to do today and uh, probably in the future is we're going to pray for healing. <clears throat> uh, we're going to pray for healing while we receive the table of the Lord. So if you are online, go ahead and begin to put your uh, prayer request for healing in the chat. Justin here is going to start playing a little bit, and uh, we are going to, uh, we're going to receive the Lord's table. Are right, y'all ready? Y'all ready? Yeah. See, see, I- I'm going to have to preach this a little bit, apparently. So, um, uh, historically, historically, the church believed that the Lord Jesus is present in the church during times of receiving the sacraments and during the preaching of the word. That's historically when they believe. They believe that uh, with, with uh, the, the minister who has been consecrated to ministry, set apart for the work of God, who spends the week uh, uh, out of secular uh, employment so they can seek the Lord, seek the word of the Lord, study the word, study theology, encounter God, come, bring the word of the Lord, preaching it, that the people receive of the Lord Jesus. Also, that they would receive of the Lord in the sacraments, in the receiving of the Lord's table. That's historically. Now, Pentecostals, we know that the Spirit has come and there's many ways to encounter the grace of God, right? We know that during worship, we know during your personal prayer, we we know that the Lord can visit you. But that doesn't take away from the presence that is on the elements. Now, if you came from a Catholic background, they they may have a theology that's a little different than ours, what happens here. Um, We we believe that this is uh, in, in, in... remembrance of what Jesus did. We're having a meal. However, anytime you obey the Lord Jesus, He is present in the obedience. So anytime you obey Him, He's present. So anytime you're out there sharing the gospel, the Spirit of God is right there with you. Anytime the Lord says, go ahead and turn off that website, or why don't you go ahead and delete that app, the Lord is there with you. You want the presence of God, just obey Him a little bit. And then all of a sudden he shows up and he starts doing some stuff. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. And so we don't do this in some religious sense that, you know, we're checking off a religious obligation. This is an opportunity for us to gather around the table with the Lord Jesus. And I've been convicted that we're to pray for healing in the midst of this. So what we're going to do, I just feel the Prince of God right now. This is, I am, why go to church if God's not there, right? Just stay home and watch Netflix for that, you know? Chris laughed at my joke. Thank you, man. That's why I love you, Chris. Hallelujah. So if you are sick and you have a uh, prayer request, go ahead and put it in the chat. We're going to pray for you right after the Lord's table. And uh, go ahead and put it in my scripture here if you would. First Corinthians chapter 11. For I received from the Lord, this is Paul talking, that which I also delivered to you. What is Paul talking about? Paul is saying, listen, it's not about me. It's not about who baptized you. It's not about what church you go to. It's not about do you dress a certain way at church or are you associated with the right? It's, it's Paul's like, listen, I know some, some people think they're better because they're 
associated with me. And some people think they're better because they're associated with someone else. Paul's like, listen, I didn't come to you with me. I brought to you with what I was taught. And here's what he was taught. That the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Woo! Do this as often as you drink it ha, in remembrance of me. Now watch this. For as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And what is it about that death? What, what, what is it about that death? Reminded, I was reminded of the words of Peter this morning. Peter said, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Watch this. For by his wounds you were healed. Come on, Peter ties it all together. He's like, this isn't just a spiritual thing. There's something natural that's happening here. So you're going to be healed in your spirit through faith in Christ. Healed in your soul, I believe. I'm, 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 I'm hearing rumblings in the spirit of the Lord beginning to increase healing of emotional trauma. Ha! Huh. And uh, healing in your body. So, Father, we thank you that your son, his body was broken so that we can be healed. Receive the body of the Lord. And on the same night, he took the cup. He said, this is the new covenant in my blood as often as you receive it. Do this in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being present. We do this in remembrance of you. Hallelujah. 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 So if you need healing in your body, if you can just, just strum a little bit here. If you need healing in your body, we're going to welcome you up real quick while we begin to worship and thank God. I believe we, do we have some prayer requests online. Um, Miriam Thomas is, needs prayer for healing from meningitis and decrease the pain. She's in the hospital today. So we're going to pray for that. Come on forward if you need healing in your body. Just begin. We're going to pray here for you. Anybody else here? I think I saw a second one there. No. Soana, please pray for her back and neck pain. We're going to pray for those. If you need healing in your body, come on forward. I need my healing. Uh, I asked some people to come up and pray for healing. If they would come forward now, please. Mike, you're gonna need to be a prayer person here. Come on up, Christopher. You're gonna. Are you are you are you receiving? All right, I need my life group leaders. Come on up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brianna. Come on up, Brianna, please. Um, ministry team directors, of course. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Pray for people. Come on. Healing time begins now. In the name of Jesus, Father. We pray right now in the name of Jesus for healing. Wow. Healing upon these bodies right now. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for that holy place at the altar of the Lord. 
where heaven meets earth, right there. Father, wow, wow, wow. As people come forward in faith to receive the healing that you have appropriated for them. Come on, pray with us. You're part of the prayer team out here. Come on. Father, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus that this healing will be completed. Now listen, we're not doing soaking prayer now. We're not, we're not, we're not solving all of life hurts. We're, we're expecting the presence of God to come and woo in the name of Jesus. And we just command all torment to leave their lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All torment to leave their lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. All torment would leave their lives. We pray over those online. Lord, in that odd vertigo, I just got a word of knowledge. Someone has been suffering from some uh, kind of weird uh, dizziness. We just command it to be healed right now in the name of Jesus. There's someone uh, right at the bottom. It's kind of weird. Right at the bottom of your spine, but right to the, I don't know what that is. It's not actually your spine, just next to it near the bottom. I just feel the Lord is touching it right now. We just command healing upon that right now in the name of In the name of Jesus, healing right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we command meningitis to be broken. We, we command Sawana to be fully healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I just, uh, I got a word about someone is, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's an attack that's been, that's, it's, it's stolen your peace, but it has to do with your finances and your business. And, uh, and, 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 and we just declare a healing over that entire situation. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the enemy would lift his hand. In the name of Jesus, your healing wave would come through. Your healing wave will come through. All right, prayer team. Your healing wave will come through. In the name of Jesus. And all God's people said? Amen, amen and amen. Give a clap offering to the Lord. Listen, if you received a healing, we want to hear about the testimony. Send it in if you would. Ask the person if they're feeling any better yet. And if not, by the end of service, who knows? How you feeling? I feel like the Lord is working in here, yeah? Yes. Amen. So, hey, it's my honor this morning. I love bringing, oh, we're going to do the Apostles' Creed. Don't sit down. I'm sorry. We're going to declare the creed because that's what we do. You ready? All right. I believe in God, the Father, Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He'll come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the life... Well, the, re- the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. 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 Give a clap offering. Hey, we got a, Mike Rentler is going to come bring the word of the Lord this morning. So if you would just honor him greatly, please. He's going to bring the word of the Lord. All right, Mike.
Now listen, Mike is, a, Mike is an elder. He's, a, he's, a, he's an ordained minister. Uh, he's also very, very excitable and somewhat distractible. So he would like your attention. He would like your uh, feedback. Uh, at, at the same point, I'm expecting good things. So, uh, uh, Father, we thank you for Mike, and we just bless him today in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody said? Amen. 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 You can have a seat. Give a clap offering. Hey, how many people did you guys feed yesterday? Uh, 126 people. 126. Come on. Yeah. It was a big day. It was a banner day yesterday. We had a chef cook for us. So they really like it when it's chef food. You know, so thank you, Carl and Tracy, for letting me speak this morning. When uh, Pastor Carl started talking about the book of Luke and everything, I said, I want, I want Luke 10. I want Luke 10. And I thought he forgot. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm always, I'm always ready for Luke 10. But it, like a week ago, he goes, oh, Mike, oh, oh, I'm ready. I said, I'm ready. Amen. You know, it's one of my favorite pictures. I spoke on this verse in 1994 okay. after I was anointed. And then it was real interesting. I was going to a Pentecostal church. We'd all wear suit and ties and everything. I was an usher for about five years and everything. And there was a group of us. And... The elder over the usher said, well, we got to pick a head usher. And I'm there like, <laughs> there was about eight of us, and we had to, it goes, vote. And I'm there like, starting to lobby amongst the guys and stuff and everything. We got the meeting. We had church Sunday morning and Sunday night. And all of a sudden, they had their little meeting, the guys, and I voted for me. <laughs> well... Chip got it. He got to be the head elsher. And I'm there like, oh my. I was like, boy, I love serving you. I'm working in Sunday school and I do this and I do this. And I got home. On my way home, I cried. Like, oh God, I wanted to be something. I want to do something in your kingdom. You know? And it's like, whoo. Two weeks after that, the other two elders and the pastor come up to me and go, Mike, we want you to be an elder. <laughs> you know, and I'm there like, I wanted to be a head usher, and they all knew this before, even when they're having the vote and everything. They knew what was going to, they just wanted to see how I would react, wow. you know, and it was a test, you know, because God always has bigger thoughts for us Amen. than we have. Amen. Yeah, I want to be this, and God said, no, I want you to be this, you know, and then, and then they go, oh, you got to speak, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, that's one of the first things you do when you're an elder, you got to be able to talk, and so I picked Luke 10, 19. And I'm sitting there, and I'm doing it. And there was five of them there. And they sit there in this church. They made you really know what you were doing because they all had Nerf guns. And any time I made a mistake, they'd shoot you. So it's like, <laughs> See, you guys love me. So it's like they were just like, you know. But it was fun, and that they thought that was fun. But it was just like I never wanted to speak again, you know, because there's one thing I've learned. My brain works faster than my tongue. And so before I speak ever, I say, please apologize. I apologize right now. I'm going to say something that I didn't mean to say because it came out too fast. So it's like, I'm asking you guys to cover me right now. We're going to look at it, uh, Luke 10, 17 to 20. And we have to remember, God has bigger plans for us. So what we do is we relax because we know God's going to do it. He's promised us that. We watched first he sent out the 12, then he sent out the 72, and now he's speaking to each one of us. 
And I'm going to bring up a few things today that will go, oh, wow. If we relax and listen to Holy Spirit, and it's like, then we'll figure it out. It's like, oh, okay, it's not what, not what I do. It's not Holy Spirit. I sit there every morning, and I go, okay, God, what do you got in store for me today? Because yeah. it's fresh. Sometimes we think we know what God's going to do because of the things we've done in the past. But it's like, it's new and fresh every day. What Jesus does is new and afresh, and he knows us better than we know us. And so he's trying to get us to relax and do what he wants us to do. And that's where we get the victory, when we really relax. Because it's like we're always striving. We're taught in this world, if you do this, you're going to get ahead and stuff. Nah, that's not. I'm I'm a little more laid back than that now. It's taken me a few uh, 50 years to get there. (laughs) So back to Luke uh, ten seventeen. The 70 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to you, to us in your name. And he said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and over authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing will injure you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. And since uh, there's a lot of verses there, we'll, we'll be here too today. So just let you know right now, we can call for pizza or whatever. No, not really. Jesus is spreading out his kingdom. That's his goal through this whole verse. He's spreading out his kingdom. And when he spreads it out, he gives it away for free. And the best part about it is it'll never end. It will never end. When you think you've gotten to a point where you know and you're moving, and then all of a sudden, new things happen. In um, Luke 10, 18, it says, my computer will work, right? I watched Satan fall from heaven like lightning. While they were doing their job, Satan fell like lightning. So if you want Satan to fall like lightning in the situations and the circumstances that you're above, just do what God tells you to do. This is amazing on scripture, and it's unfolding all the time for me. It's just getting deeper and deeper. Because one thing that he told me, he goes, failure is our enemy. So it's like, okay, failure for our enemy. Failure for our enemy. The enemy's going to come and try to attack us, but God's won the battle already. I read the end of the book. We are more than victorious by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So failure is not part of everything. He goes, and a lot of times... We pray, and it's like, things don't happen the way we want them to happen. And I'm there like, well, we just got to go deeper, because they are going to happen. They are going to happen. Because Jesus, he had a more spiritual vision than we did. You know, and what we have to do, literally, is they were using Jesus' name before he was crucified. When I read that, I go, well, we're taught to use in Jesus' name, you know, and you're, we get all excited, at least I do. But they were using Jesus' name before he was crucified. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, how does that happen? And then I read in Ephesians 1, 3, and 4, it said, Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we would be homely, home, holy and blameless before him in love. And I read that, and I read that, and it said, before the foundations of the world. So they're using Jesus' name by what he did at the foundations of the world, not what he's going to do. Yeah. 
And we can walk in that. Whatever, whatever problem we're going to come, Jesus already has a solution. Because he's already seen it all at the cross. Amen. He paid it all for us. And I said, I go, you paid it all, Jesus. There is nothing. So we just stand there. And then he goes, Luke 10, 19. He goes, behold. He goes, hey, I want you to hear it. Behold. I have no problem raising my voice. But Jesus did the same thing. He goes, hey, look at this. I give you authority to walk on snakes, scorpions, and authority all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Wow. I read that, and I go, boy, I missed it here, and I missed it here, and I missed it. Because I, I look at myself, and I know, you know, I try to hold myself up to that. But then I look, and I go, Jesus told me to do what? Do the job. Just do what he tells you to do for that day. That, that's all we have to do. You know, we look at it and go, I look at this, and I go, I have the authority to walk on snakes and scorpions. I don't know. It's been a while since I've been up, up against a scorpion or a snake, you know. But that's what they were up against then. What are we up against today? Cars breaking down? Anxiety? Depression? Do I have enough? Am I going to make it on my job? What are we up against today? Now, if Jesus is saying it today and... Then they were scared of snakes and scorpions because, I mean, they did a lot of walking at night after they ministered all day, and they couldn't see. They didn't have the little headlights to get at Harbor Freight or nothing. They were, just, they were just walking. And so Jesus says, I give you authority over what you're walking. As you're walking it out, I'm going to give you the authority. Come on. Come on. This is our position in the kingdom. This is our position, and it's like, Oh, okay. Because God's already done all his part. He said, before the foundations of the world, Christ died for us. So now it's our job. And it's like, whew, I look at that. This isn't just a cute story. This is real for us. You know, they, they had problems. You know, anxiety. Jesus continued to say, I have given you authority. I have given you authority. And I looked and I like it. I, I taught it a few times. I teach it a bit when we go to jail. And the biggest thing I found that is delegated authority. God put me in a position. And then as soon as you get a position and you're starting to walk in it, somebody's going to say, no, that's mine. I want it. And you go, oh, no, hold on. God gave me that to do right now. And then all of a sudden, you'll start to see it happening. That authority that he's given us includes jurisdiction, liberty, power, freedom, strength, and right. And as we go through it and you test it, you know, we pray in authority all the time. How do you, but how do you do it? And the biggest thing I found about praying in authority is to be constant. About uh, maybe six, five or six years ago, I've been trying to figure it out. Sue had a problem with floaties in her eyes. So we went to the doctor, the eye doctor. And I had to go with her because they put the drops in. She can't see to drive. Oh, you'll have them for the rest of your life. Can't do nothing about them. Your eyes are healthy. You're okay. But you're just going to have floaties. Okay. I go home. We're living life. Two more years go by. She goes, they're really bothering me. Let's go to a different one. Uh, ophthalmologist or whatever. The one doctor up. And we, so we went to see him up in Delray. And he told us the same thing. And, you know, her eyes were healthy. But you're going to have these floaties because of old age and stuff. And so when he did that, then all of a sudden it clicked. They go, wait a minute. I know. God told me I have authority. Come on. So I started praying every morning. And then I literally, I go, Holy Spirit, what are we going to do? And he goes, you're going to shoot him out of her eye. 
And I go, what? And so every morning, I go like this with both hands 60 times. So I just knocked out 120 floaties out of her eyes. Right? And it's like, ooh. The instructions that you'll get when you walk in Holy Spirit are amazing. And then it took probably, it's been two and a half years, just last week. So it goes, you know, I don't see those floaties anymore. So it's like constant prayer. Listen to Holy Spirit. And he will give you, sometimes it's a prophetic act. Sometimes it's not. But we have to do to receive. We have to do. It's our part. Jesus did it all already. So it's our part. What are you going to do? You know, okay, God, I need your help here. Holy Spirit, I'm tired of this. You know, I've never had them, so I've, now she doesn't have them either. <laughs> so it's like, oh God, we celebrate that. Constant prayer wins. And Holy Spirit, more than anything else, we have to get a plan of attack to take the ground back. And then you ask Holy Spirit for the strategy. And then we go farther. I got an f- acquaintance in the homeless network. And um, he got bit by a spider, and he let his, his wrist blew up and his hands and everything, and his hands were paralyzed, and he's in the hospital. And then doctor, oh, we're cutting, you're going to cut your hand off. It was that bad, you know? And it's like, <laughs> no. His daughter told him no. So we're fi- this is over a three-year period. So then he's back out in the camp and everything, and there was this crud. Between the last two, he couldn't move these four at all. And he can just barely close his thumb and index finger. And so there was this crud that was, and they still, every time he goes in for therapy, it's, oh, we're good. we want to cut your hand off. He goes, no, you're not. Now the crud's not there anymore. I pray for him every day. The crud is not there every time I see Tom. And as I was praying just this week, I saw snakes wrapped around his hand. So now I'm taking the snakes off his hand. When I see him, because it's like, I know it's I, I pray for him, and he's very irritable. I'm sure if I lived out on the street, I'd be irritable too. And it's like, Mike, would you quit? Would you quit? I go, I'm never going to quit praying for you, man. You know, But he's got a little bit. He, it's a little better than it was. And so I'm not going to give up until we win. Don't give up until you, you may not see it, but Holy Spirit will give it to you. He will unwrap the snakes. And, and you stand there and you go, I thought it was crazy when I first saw it. I go, I'm unwrapping those snakes, Lord. He's holding them back. He's holding the guy back. Right? And then he said he'll give us jurisdiction in that authority. So it's like, oh, I've been to court a couple times with other people, not for me personally. But I I know, I know when a judge makes a call, we're done. It's done. So it's like, okay, Jesus made the call at the cross that it's done. And we have to lean on that. I've got a guy who I, uh, I've known for about 12 years, and he gets disability and stuff. But for five years, he forgot about it because the banks changed names, and he didn't think he was getting it. And then all of a sudden, we went to the bank, and they said he had money, and then we had to go to Social Security, get all the stuff, paperwork and everything. And then they go, oh, you have to go see a psychologist because he's on disability. He hadn't seen a psychologist since 91. <laughs> and I'm there like, whoo. So I took him, you know. He failed all the tests they gave him. You know, he let me read his script that they gave him, you know. But I had to get him there eventually. So he's there and he let me read the report. 
And he goes, I don't know if I should say, I wrote it. He goes, Mike? It was written. That guy, Mike, he's a pushy bastard. <laughs> and I'm there like, ooh. I got I to be a little nicer. Even though I'm doing all this for him and everything. But it's like, and, and I have been. And I have been. I really, you know, if we don't look at ourselves and go, what's wrong with me? We have to go, what's wrong with me, Lord? You know, your word says, I can do this. I can do this. But it's not happening. He told me, commanded blessings. Pray for the sake. Well, if it's something's not working right, I'm going, oh, maybe I'm pushing a little too hard in the wrong direction with this. And I was, obviously. <laughs> I was shocked when he let me read the report. But it's like, but it's good to find out, you know. Go to a psychologist, have somebody else write a report about you. <laughs> See how you're doing. We want to know how we're doing, don't we? I mean, this is how you find out what's going on. But, uh, and then there's good stories in the kingdom when uh, a friend of mine was looking for a house, a room actually, and she's, she was a nurse and I'm there like, and then some other people just came right up to me and go, we want to sell our house. And I go, why don't you get that house? And then she was look a panic, a single woman. Karen was looking for a room, and she ended up getting a house. God always has a different vision. She had a vision for a room. And I go, oh, my word. We're going to change that situation. I'm going to go for the moon. I am. One thing I found out through going through all this, nothing will hold you back but you. you know, nothing will hold you back but you. And it's like, okay, God said, I give you liberty, authority, jurisdiction, justice, and freedom over all the works of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Okay, well, my back hurts sometimes, you know? It's like, but boy, I'm trying. I'm going to go for it at every point in time. Every time I see an ambulance coming from my way, I pray for it. You know? Test to see what's working for you. I do a lot of evangelism, so I, I was able to test that a lot, and I've done that since I got saved. Because the God led me out in the street, like kind of. So I know that works. I've seen it work. So whatever you want to do in the kingdom, test it and see if it'll work for you. I look at it and I go, hmm, what else goes along with healing? Uh, what's that word? Sudzo in the Greek? Sozo, yeah. It means healing, deliverance, and salvation. So I said, ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for healing. I remember starting it off. And all of a sudden, people started getting healed. You start, and oh, what happened to me? Also, I remember the first time we prayed for somebody, and I'm praying. I used to pray a lot with my eyes closed. I don't anymore. And all of a sudden, I look, and they're on the floor, and I'm still praying. God will do the most miraculous things when you yield yourself to him. That's the key to the whole deal. He said, do whatever's right. We always go for activation in the Holy Spirit. When I go through jail, at least once a month, I'm, I'm going for it. And I know it works because I've seen it work. If they'll give, if the people will just relax, that's the key. Relax. Don't be a pushy guy like I am. <laughs> relax a little bit. We get really intense in the kingdom. In uh, Philippians 4, 8, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. 
if there's any excellence, if there be any worthy of praise, think about these things. Because everywhere you go, I have been personally, I don't know, amazed, shocked. I go through the Bible websites and the stuff, you know, and there's a vote. Do you believe God answers prayer? Why would you, why would you even, why do I have the right to vote on that? We know God answers prayer. Why do I have the right to run? Do I, boy, I'd like to see the people that hit no and just, oh my, they're not doing themselves any good. We have to think about what things are ever right. There's so many wrong things that we can walk around and go, look at this, look at this, you know. No, we have to go, God, whatsoever things that says it real clear, honorable, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. And if there's any excellence, think about these things. So God gave us enough to think about. And we have to have an effect in the kingdom. We have to have an effect. And I didn't realize it until like two years ago that my neighbors were watching me when I packed the truck and go feed the poor. And then all of a sudden, one of my neighbors, he's a jogger, he gets half done with his sneakers and he gives them to me. Hey, could the poor use this? Yeah, sure. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. They could always use a pair of sneakers, right? Then my other neighbor across the street, she comes up to me and she goes, here's a bag of apples and a bag of oranges for my people. And I go... They're God's people before they were yours, you know. But she goes, but she, she wants to give something to the poor. And I'm sitting there, and then my neighbor, how did Latis find out we were needed clothes? Hon? I don't remember that part. Oh, you told her? Okay. Okay, well, that's okay. She's got two young men in her house. They're both in college and stuff. But now they're giving us clothes, right? And then I go, we go out to dinner once in a while, a guy down the street, he's alone. So we talk about what we do and stuff, and I'm always out of pens because I'm the people that are with me. I give them a pen to write the people's names on the salvation sheets and stuff. And so he saved pens for me. Anything that we need, God, you know, and I, I just talked to him. I didn't say, hey, uh, go find some pens for me. He goes, oh, no, I got, you know, it's like 10 pens. And like, people are always hoarding your pens. And so God will provide even the littlest stuff, the littlest stuff God is interested in. And we stand there and go, oh, God, I needed that. You know, we, I know Sue goes to the store, and she goes to the dollar store. I get eight for a dollar. So I didn't like, but it's people, people want to give us stuff because of the things we've done. Amen. My neighbors are supplying for the poor. And the biggest thing about this is that God's blessing is on us, and we know yes. that. In um, Deuteronomy 28.8, okay. The Lord will command the blessings for you in your barns and everything you put your hand to. He will bless you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. The question is, what do we do with it all? I mean, God wants to bless us. But then, how are we going to walk it out? I mean, you stand there, and he goes, in Psalm 51, David was there. You do not delight in sacrifice, otherwise I would give it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You will not despise. It's how we stand up in front of the creator. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, people come up to me all the time that in family and, you know, and they go, wow, you do. You've, we've had a lot of workers lately. We've needed workers. We're feeding the poor on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And everybody's busy. 
they're working trying to. So all of a sudden, we ended up getting community service volunteers. And they come out, and they really, really, really help. It's like, God, I needed help. We, how did we cry out for help on four or five years? But now God's bringing people in regularly. And then when they get done, you know, I don't make them work too hard. I'm not too pushy. I have given it up. But on their way home, they go, you know, we really did something today. I go, yeah, we did. You changed a lot of people. And one guy goes, we made a lot of people smile. That's our goal. For let them know that God is smiling on them. And these are people that can never do anything for us. The biggest thing, God likes to rescue us. In um, 2 Corinthians 1.10, it says, Who rescued us from such a great danger of death, who rescued us, he whom we have set our hope, and yet he delivers us. If you also join in helping us through your prayers, so that you, thanks may be given by many persons in behalf of the favor granted to us through the prayers of many. So we have to go, okay, God, I thank you for this. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One day I was helping a a guy. I was at Home Depot, and we were getting a piece of wood cut for under his sink. And we're waiting for the saw person, waiting for the saw person to come because she couldn't do it. She comes back. He'll be here in a minute. Nope, we're still waiting and waiting. So that's on that. I go, oh, she, I go, Tavares, she needs Jesus. That's why we're, we lead her to Jesus. Boom. Then the guy comes. Come Cut the wood. You know, so it's good. We're selling. We're there like, yeah, that's good. And then we went on looking for the other stuff that we needed at Home Depot. I'm walking down the aisle, and God goes, you didn't celebrate it. <laughs> we do celebrate it now. On I have a few verses I give people. Now it says on the bottom, happy birthday. It does. I celebrate with them personally. In Luke 15, 7, I tell them, I tell you in the same way, there'll be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. You know, and I was, I was doing a good thing. I was leading the lady to Jesus and everything, but I wasn't all the way there. We have to go, okay, God, I was 95% there. But God had to click me for that other 5% to make it 100%. I had to go, okay, God, we always need this little nudge from God to go, Lord, help me. Help me. And he goes, you've got it written down. We have to just stand there and go, Lord, help. And the biggest thing about this is that I really like is I can do it as much as I want to do it. There is no limits to what God has given us in Luke 10, 19. In um, 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, Now the Lord is a spirit, and when the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So you can do it as much as you want. As very much as you want, you can do it. Or as very little. But it's better to do the much. Because I've I've gone both ways. I'm an extremist. (laughs) But it just happens that way. When we do it, you know, and you get to figure out what you can do by testing it and going, okay, God, is this going to work? And then... But what I, what I, as I was preparing this, God says, whatever you are called to do, you can do. Amen. Amen. Or given the opportunity to do. And that's like, oh, yeah, okay. Or being thrust into opportunity. 
So sometimes you get in the jam and you go, okay, God, I really need this now. So there's like, we can do it cooperatively or we can do it when there's good up or we can do it when it's, okay, God, I have to do it now. But God's willing to help us in every one of those situations the same way. He loves us. We have to start off with that. He loves us. I should have. In John 13, 34 and 35, I'm giving you a new commandment. This is Jesus after he's been walking with the guys for two years. I'm giving you boys a new commandment. I'm giving you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you so that you love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one for another. And we've been studying discipleship a lot as we've been going through the book of Luke. You really want to be a disciple? Let your neighbors, let everybody that you come across, let them know that you love them. In any, the smallest way or the biggest way, you can take your choice. I, uh, my wife calls me a homeless magnet. <laughs> I, I just have an attract, they, they are attracted to me and I'm, I'll go for it, Lord. I don't care. But even today, I know there's two guys that are hanging around here, and they go over to the assisted living facility. They know somebody there. I've gotten to know them, but I won't leave the house. I emptied the car before I, when we got done feeding the poor yesterday. But I wouldn't leave the house without two cans of Vienna sausage and a couple bottles of water if I run across the guys. I want to have something for them. Prepare yourself to give yourself away to show to them, you know, I've thought about this. I'm going to take this. You know, once in a while, they're over here at Panera, sitting at the end table outside. Not that I know that. <laughs> but you'll find people everywhere. And be prepared to help them. Be prepared. Because now, Jesus sent out the 72. And he said, they returned saying, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And it's like, wow. Jesus wasn't kidding. The demons will have to go. And I... I was praying for a guy yesterday, and uh, I've heard rumor he was a lawyer, and then he got hit by a train, and then he got hit by a bus, and then he got hit by a car, and now, I don't know what happened at the beginning of this year, they cut off his right foot. <sighs> and I thought, you know, you know Freddie. Duke, you know Freddie. It's Freddie. And it's like... Whew. And he, he was just, he's just mad all the time, you know. And I, I give him a bottle of water, and he sucks the whole thing down in one breath, you know, because he needs water. But it's like, okay, God, and I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. A little change, he'll listen to me. I, I've gotten to the point of where I say, I can't say it now. He's, he can't walk. I go, take that bottle, don't throw it on the ground, put it in the trash. And he'd do it. But I just look for little changes. We don't have to have everything all at once. We don't. Because we're not in charge. God's in charge of that. All I do is I go, here, Freddie, here's something to eat. Here's some water. And he goes, you got some money? No. <laughs> I know where that money's going to go with Freddie. Well, God told me. I used to go to the poor, and they'd say, Mike, you got any money? I only need 50 cents for a bus pass. And I'd say, no, I don't have any money. That's a lie. I always got money in my pocket. So now God told me to tell them, I've already spent everything I'm going to spend today. And they seem to accept that a little better. See, you don't have to give everybody everything that you got in your pocket. You don't. But we do have to be honest with them. You know, it's like I already spent it. I gave you clothes. I gave you toiletries, water, food. 
And what are you going to come attack me because I didn't give you money too? No. But we have to be honest with people. And when we're honest with them, they go, oh, okay, you already spent everything you're going to spend today. And that's being honest. When I lied to them, they go, I don't have any money. They knew I had money. They're street people. They're wiser than I am sometimes. They are. But here's the biggest part of these verses in verse 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. That's the key. That's what changes everything. When we go, okay, God, thank you. I get to do all this. You said, if you love me, you'll obey me. So we got to be in that love with him relationship. We have to go, okay, God, this is the main deal, that our names are written in heaven. And then that's settled. When you get that settled, it's like, boy, then you go, I can do anything. Jesus is my best friend. He said it, John 10, 27. I give you eternal life. You shall never perish. You'll never be out of my hand. I'm like, oh, okay, good. Jesus, hold my hand forever. The question is, what do we do with all these verses that we've seen in our lives? We've just gone over a whole bunch of stuff. Authority, jurisdiction, liberty, power, freedom. One question I have, every time I go over them, and I go over them a lot, the biggest question I have is, how do I get more, Lord? How do I get more? I want more of this. I don't ever want to be lacking when I'm thrust into a situation. I don't ever want to be lacking. Sue and I just took a trip, and before we took the trip, I got a backpack, and I had a gallon of water, and I had screwdrivers, pliers, vice grips, mask, uh, duct tape, in case something happened. There's many times when I've had that, and I'd stop by the road, and somebody's got their radiator going. I go, hey, I got a gallon of water for you here. Sometimes we've got to prepare for this, and we've got to think, oh, okay, maybe I could do something. The really modern cars, you can add water or call a mechanic. But you can do something, you know? You can do something. You can do something. Really, it is, you know? Used to be in the, in the bad old days, you could fix a car. But a lot of times, in newer cars, you can but then you still prepare. You know, I got a big first aid kit with gauze on it and everything. You know, and I thank God I haven't had to use it. Thank you, Jesus. But I'm prepared. And what I'd like you guys to do today. There he is. Could you come up for a minute? Yes. In closing. <laughs> real subtle. We'll be real subtle today. In closing. The third, the third closing. When we go live, when we go live, then it'll get good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always say, "How can I get more? How can I get more?" And what I'd like for each one of you to think of is, out of liberty, authority, jurisdiction, justice, and freedom, pick one or two of those and wring it till it's dry. Pick one and develop the gift. Pick one and develop that gift. Oh, the list. <laughs> A little clear there, sir. Authority, liberty, jurisdiction, justice, and freedom, and right, and strength. I can keep describing authority till delegated influence. Take your pick. And you know what? God's on your side for that. God's on your side for that. I'd like everybody to stand. Let's stand up.
first thing we're going to do, we're going to rejoice that our names are written in heaven. We know, we know, and if they're not, you can come on up and we'll pray for you, and then they will be. If they're not, if you're not completely sure, come on up and we'll pray for you, and we'll just, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through him. Or we can pick liberty, authority, jurisdiction, justice, and freedom. Any one of those gifts that he's got for you, that he's written. He goes, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing by any means will hurt you. And it's like, whew, I want that. I want that more. And, I, and I, every time I read it, I go, I want more of that, though, Lord. And you know what he says? He goes, I want you to have more, too. So right now, we speak life, abundance, freedom, Lord. Every one of them, every one of them, every other gift, Lord, that you've given them to use for your kingdom, Lord. You break down every barrier. Chains come off people's hands right now. Anything that's holding you back, Lord, we curse fear right now in Jesus' name, Lord. We give people complete authority, liberty, jurisdiction, justice, and freedom over all the works of the enemy. Completely, Lord. New freedoms in your kingdom. New freedoms in your kingdom, Lord. And we thank you, Jesus, that it all comes from you. It all comes from you, Jesus. This is not something, this is real. Because I've seen it work. So as soon as you try it, you know, and let us know. Let us know how you're doing. And if you're struggling, we take them out. You can walk alongside me. You'll have fun with it. Anytime. You can have, right now, Lord, set them free. Right now, we set the people free, Jesus. We set them free, Lord. Give them complete liberty. Authority. Jurisdiction. Justice and freedom over all the works of the enemy. Set them and their families free, Lord. And we thank you for that, Jesus. Anybody that wants more of this, they can come up front and we'll pray for you. I want to clarify that right there. Here's what's going to happen. Mike, Mike and Sue live a life uh, uh, as missionaries. They live a life as uh, missionaries to South Florida, uh, to, the, to the least of these, which is where you'll find Jesus. And so to you, that may seem like such a large gulf between where you're at and that lifestyle. And, 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 and we're not all, like God is not calling each of us to spend several days a week dedicated to feeding the poor. But he has called all of us to reach the poor in spirit, the poor emotionally, the poor physically, the poor financially. Amen? And Mike does not do this because Mike is amazing. Mike does this because of the grace of God on his life. And so hopefully there's some level of conviction on your heart that you need to be meeting some needs of some people around you. If, if, if that has not happened in your heart, then you really need to get some prayer. Right? We all need to be meeting the needs. You're like, oh, but I need my needs met. Yeah, the way that happens is you start meeting someone else's need. This is how that happens. And so you can stay right where you're at or you can come forward in one moment. I, I want to say a prayer with Mike real quickly. During the prayer time, I, uh, our, our, our healing time, I forgot to pray for Deborah Adams. Now, many of you don't know Deborah Adams. She's a part of our church, though she's been online. Um, she visited when she was down. She would go, um, she's a snowbird, and she would visit us when she's in town. But she has been having a terrible battle with cancer uh, for a long time. And things are, it, the doctors, the doctors say things are very bad right now. 
Uh, and you're like, what do you mean by bad? Well, think about how bad it could get, and that's where it's at, right? It's probably a little bit farther than that. And uh, we just, I just want to honor her. She's been faithful online. She's been in a life group battling cancer the entire time. And we want to pray for her to be healed, right? Amen. Yeah. Amen? Hey, listen, yeah, listen. When, 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 you're, when you're a giga church, like, you don't get your name called out on stage. But we're a small church. Let's pray for the people who are in our house. Right? What did you say, Anna? We do have authority over this sickness, do we not? So what we're going to do is we, here's the first need we're going to meet in response to Mike's message. We're going to pray for Deborah Adams to be completely healed. Amen. And then if you want to jumpstart on your compassion, we're not going to sit up here and do soaking prayer and all that. Someone's just going to agree with you in faith and you can go. Uh, but we're going to pray for Deborah first, all right? Do you want to pray first or you want me to? Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we curse this cancer in the yes, name of Lord. Jesus. We curse it. In the name of Jesus. This is one of the demons that Jesus saw fall from heaven like yes. lightning. Set her free. Set her free, Jesus. Set her free. She's standing in faith, Lord. And we expect a miracle, Lord. We expect a miracle, Lord. Right now. Miracle. We command every cancerous cell in this house, every precancerous cell in this house, every genetic predisposition to cancer in this house, in you and your extended family, including Deborah Adams. We declare healing. Yes, Lord. Healing over your life. We're in agreement. Healing Jesus. over your life in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You shall live and not die and declare the glory of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, we release this healing power over her body to recover from this sickness, from the devastation of this sickness. We declare all your platelets get to where they're supposed to be and all the other things she told me about that I don't understand, but you do, God, and that she would be walking in health in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you for everybody else here that's going to pick up the mantle, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick it up right now. Pick up the mantle in your house. Even prophetically right now. In your house, Lord. Pick up the mantle. Put it on your shoulders. And go. Come on, pick it up right now in the name of Jesus. I'm going to do it. Jurisdiction, justice, and freedom. Wow, there's people, your hands are even beginning to tingle right right now. now, The Lord Lord. is starting to work. There's an anointing. You feel it coming on your body. The Lord is touching you right now. He's anointing you to meet a need. He's anointing you. Make it it your plan this week. I'm going to meet somebody's need. Spiritually, emotionally, financially. I'm going to meet a need. Father, we love you for these people. We thank you for this house. We thank you for what you're doing among us. We pray that you would bless it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, amen. 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 Give a clap off for the Lord for all he's done. Listen, we're going to close service. Give, give, give a clap off for the, our amazing worship leader. Now, if you want that prayer, we want to welcome you to come forward. And and don't we're forget, lay- we have intercessory prayer tonight. And tonight we're going to have a really great intercession at 6 o'clock. Don't forget, hug somebody around you, and we're going to be free to pray for you right now. If you could play us some music back there, thank you.